We now have the power because of the resurrection to serve the Lord, to know him better and better and to find out what he wants for us. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, and the president of Dayspring Bible College in Mundelein, Illinois. Welcome back to In Grace. This is Jim Scudder, and today we're going to once again look at the power of the resurrection. Can the resurrection change my life? As here we're just a few days away from Easter, we're looking forward to Resurrection Sunday, the day in which we look at new life and rebirth, and and I think you know having. Uh, Easter eggs and Easter bunnies is is pretty appropriate because those are both symbols of new life and and lots of life, right? And so when Jesus rose again, it made everything different. It, it made everything possible. And if you'll believe in him, you'll have eternal life. And that really not only changes your eternal destination and destiny, but it'll change your life today. We're going to talk about the power of the resurrection and how it really can change us today. We're going to be spending most of our time in Colossians chapter 3. Listen, uh, we've got a really exciting program for you on Friday and our weekend edition of In Grace. We're going to be bringing you a wonderful program that we recorded at the Garden Tomb in Jerusalem. The empty tomb, I believe, of Jesus Christ. We're going to go there and we're going to talk to a young woman who is a songwriter, a Jewish young lady who wrote a beautiful song called On a Simple Hill. And she'll be singing that song on the episode. And uh, we really would love for you to see this program, not just hear it. So how can you watch On a Simple Hill? Well, what you can do is tune in tonight to TBN. TBN, the largest Christian network in the world, television network. You can tune in In Grace tonight on TBN, or you can watch anytime on YouTube. Just search for In Grace, and that's the program we're featuring right now, On a Simple Hill with Yael Kalisher. We also want to tell you about the video series, The Quest to Rebuild the Jewish Temple, as the Bible predicts a rebuilt temple. And today, the Jewish people that I was talking to about the red heifer and about harps and temple incense and wooden beams all have this heart, this yearning for the temple to be rebuilt. So you've got to get this brand new three-part most popular series here at Ingrace right now, The Quest to Rebuild the Jewish Temple. It's yours for a gift of any amount to Ingrace. Your gift here goes to reaching more people with the gospel. If your gift is $35 or more, we'll also send you Armageddon's Dawn, our eight-part video series on Bible prophecy and the Armageddon's Dawn prophecy chart. You can call us at 1-800-78-GRACE or go to ingraceradio.com. Can the resurrection change my life? To answer that question, let's look at Philippians chapter three. The scripture tells us in verse 10, Paul is telling the Philippian believers that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. So to answer the question, can the resurrection change my life? The answer is absolutely yes. And it all has to do with knowing him. First, we know him, who is him. This is the Lord Jesus Christ. We know him when we 
receive him by faith, by putting our trust in him and not into a religion, not into our works, but into Jesus Christ. The Bible says at that very instant, you're born again. It's an instantaneous salvation. Some people teach salvation happens in stages. Eventually you'll be saved. That's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible says that we can know we have eternal life. If it happened in stages, you wouldn't know. Uh, we can know we have eternal life, and uh, that's because Jesus said very clearly, when you believe in me, he said, well, how do I know when I've really believed? Well, just believe. Just trust in him. If you're trusting in your church, you're trusting in your priest, or you're trusting in your pastor, your prayer, your penance, you're not trusting in the person of Jesus Christ. So it's trusting in him alone, then you know him, and now we get to know him better and better and better and better. The power of the resurrection is to save us from hell, and that's the greatest part of it, but it's, that's not all there is. There's so much more. We now have the power, because of the resurrection, to serve the Lord, to know him better and better, and to find out what he wants for us. And then it says, and the fellowship of his sufferings. Wait, 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 wait a second. Did you just say sufferings? Well, a lot of Christians today, especially if you're uh, going to a church that just wants you to feel good, uh, they don't talk about that. But the Bible does, actually. It actually talks about how suffering can bring about change in our life that God wants for us. We were just out west filming a series about trials, and we were in the Olympic National Forest, the Olympic Peninsula in Washington State. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. We did a two-part series out there on trials. We called it Overcoming Your Olympus. Olympus is the highest, right? That's what it means in Greek. Uh, of course, it's not. The, it's funny, Mount Olympus in Washington isn't the highest mountain in Washington. It's the fifth highest mountain in Washington. But it's the highest in the Olympic mountains. And we all are going to have a mountain that the Lord is going to allow into our life that he's going to want us to summit. And when we do it, when we conquer or overcome that mountain, we're going to be changed to be more and more like Christ, getting to know him in hardship because he went through hardship. So it, it makes sense, the fellowship of his suffering being made conformable unto his death. So all of this comes down to the power of the resurrection. The resurrection can and should change our life today. Jesus spoke when he was teaching on this earth about a man that we call the Good Samaritan. And uh, you'll, if you want to read that, you can look that up later. And it's in uh, Luke chapter 10, but it's a very interesting story. It's a parable that uh, Jesus was talking to people and they wanted to have some insight onto the way that we should live. And Jesus talked about three people that passed by a man who had been going from Jerusalem to Jericho. Uh, it's a very, at least at that time, very dangerous, inhospitable place. Uh, it was a place of wild animals. It was a place of drop-offs uh, and a place of robbery. And uh, this man that was taking this journey got robbed. He got beat up and he was left for dead. Three people passed him by in Jesus' story. Two were religious. One was a priest, one was a Levite. And they saw the, the badly wounded man and they walked around, they got on the other side of the road and passed him by. And then along comes a Samaritan. Now we say good Samaritan, when we think of Samaritan, we usually think of somebody good, something good, but the Jewish nation didn't like the Samaritans 
because they worshiped in the wrong place, they didn't have the right traditions, uh, they had intermarried with the heathen, and there was this big uh, racial problem between the Jews and the Samaritans. They didn't like each other. But remember, Jesus spoke to a Samaritan woman earlier in his ministry, and now he's elevating another Samaritan. The Samaritan came by. He didn't pass this poor, wounded man. He helped him. He gave, he, he dressed his wounds. He, he got him to an inn. He paid for the, the hotel. But here, Jesus, I think, is just teaching us the way he wants us to live. He doesn't want us to walk on the other side of the street. Now, you know, the, the two that passed by, the, the wounded man didn't want to be defiled. Uh, they didn't want to maybe be robbed themselves or hurt themselves. And I understand all that, but I mean, why are we here? Why are we here? When we get saved, why wouldn't we just instantly go to heaven? Because we are to do the work of God on this earth. And that's the power of the resurrection. It's learning how to be conformed unto Jesus' death. To say, listen, this is gonna cost me money. This is gonna cost me time. I might get messed up. I might get hurt myself. But this is what God wants me to do, and I'm gonna do it. It's dying to self. Paul had told the Corinthians, I die daily. It's not a real popular sermon, is it? I die daily. I was reading about... Uh, man that I really uh, admire, D.L. Moody. Uh, D.L. Moody grew up in a home of an alcoholic. His dad died when he was four suddenly. His dad died basically bankrupt. So D.L. says as soon as his dad died, all the creditors swooped in and tried to get everything they could. So he grew up very impoverished. Uh, he was the youngest of all the kids. And uh, his brother had gone off to work in, a, in another city, as was often the case in that time. Uh, not very old. You leave home so that, you know, your mom doesn't have to, uh, to support one more mouth. And so his brother came back to DL and said, hey, I have an opportunity for you to come and work with me uh, where I'm working and you'll be able to go to school and so on and so forth. Adiel was a young, a young kid, and he didn't want to do it, but his brother convinced him, and he left. He was so homesick. He was crying, and he wanted to go home. It wasn't even a day. He uh, was able to meet the person that he was going to be working for, and he said that this man was cross. And then he met his wife, and Diel said she was crosser. You can just imagine his heart, heartache, a young boy gone from home in a, a crazy situation now, so his brother takes him into town and tries to distract him by looking in the shop windows. They were looking at knives. And D.L. wasn't pacified by looking at knives because they couldn't buy one. They were so poor, but he was so homesick. And then his brother said, hey, there's a guy in this town. When he passes by and sees a new boy in town, he always stops and gives that boy a cent. Now you're probably thinking, a cent? Who really cares about a cent? Now, a cent a number of years ago was worth something. So D.L., you know, tried to wipe away his tears. He didn't want to see the man see him crying. And he stood right in the middle of the sidewalk so the man would not be able to pass him by. And sure enough, an old man comes shuffling up the sidewalk. And he comes up to the boy and said, are you new in town? He said, yeah. D.L. said he put his hand on his head. And D.L. says, to the day he wrote this, he said, I can still feel that man's hand on my head. And he started to reach into his pocket, and D.L. was so excited that he's going to get a penny. 
And he reached into his pocket, handed him a brand new shiny penny. DL took it, but he said the man stood there and told him about Jesus. You're listening to In Grace with Jim Scudder Jr. Are you interested in the end times prophecy of the rebuilding of the Jewish temple? Then you need to watch In Grace's new video series, The Quest to Rebuild the Jewish Temple. Jim Scudder Jr. will take you to amazing sites like the Temple Mount, the Dome of the Rock, and the land on the Mount of Olives purchased for the sacrifice of the red heifer. Jim Scudder has exclusive interviews with experts and people involved in rebuilding the temple. This new series will be yours as a thank you for a gift of any amount to InGrace. Don't miss this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to witness prophecy being fulfilled before our very eyes and see how all of this impacts our world today. When your gift is $35 or more, Jim Scudder will also send you an incredible eight-part video series called Armageddon's Dawn and a beautiful End Times Prophecy Chart. Don't wait. Get this video series today to order the quest to rebuild the Jewish temple. Call now, 800-78-GRACE, or order on our secure website, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. So if we are to be like Christ, if we are to be conformed to his death, if we are to have the power of his resurrection, that needs to be the hallmark of our life. When we're looking for opportunities every day, not to satisfy ourselves, but to help and satisfy other people and bring God glory. That's the whole point of the power of the resurrection. It can change my life. Now today, we are not going to be studying Philippians, but we're going to be studying Colossians. Last time we looked at 1 Peter chapter 1 and we learned about the power of the resurrection, how it can change our life, and today we are going to be studying Colossians chapter 3 where it says this, if ye then be risen with Christ, there it is again, the resurrection, so those that have put their trust in Jesus Christ, you have identified in his death by faith and his resurrection. When you're raised again, you are Born again, you're a new creature, and we'll, we'll be discussing that in a second, but if you're risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. Now, we're going to give you six words that if you're taking notes, you can write down that will help you remember six principles here that we find in Colossians 3 of how the resurrection, remember, everything that we're going to learn is built on the resurrection, those six words all start with S, and the first one is simply this, seek. Seek. If you're risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Now remember the culture, remember the society. This was Colossae. In Colossae, and in pretty much every Gentile Greek town, uh, it, was, it was pagan. There were temples to the Greek gods and goddesses, and the pagans would come into a temple and bring their sacrifice to the idol and leave and live exactly the way they did before they came in. The, the sacrifice to idols didn't do anything to change their life, to make them any different. They didn't have to. They just brought the sacrifice. But when you are risen with Christ, now there's a claim on your life. You can't just go in and offer the Lord Jesus Christ a sacrifice on Sunday and then go back to your sin on Monday. You can't do that. I mean, you can, but you cannot do that without God's loving chastening on your life. 
And then you're also going to have to reap all the consequences of that type of life. That's not the life that Christ has for you. He has a whole different idea of way, the way that he wants us to live. We are to seek those things that are above. If we're risen with Christ, now we need to know what God wants of us in this life. The resurrection demands us to seek, to seek things above. Now, where is Jesus Christ today? The Bible says, it said it right here in Colossians 3, 1, where Christ sitteth, where? At the right hand of God. This is where Jesus is today. Some people say, Jesus is in my heart. That's not true. The Holy Spirit is indwelling you, your innermost person, but Christ physically, bodily, is in heaven at the right hand of God, but he's coming back. He's coming back. So we're to seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. The resurrection is demanding us to seek things above where Christ is. He wants us to live his life now on this earth since he is not here. So seek, search for what God desires of me. It takes effort. It, it takes thought. It, 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 something that we should wake up to and say, Lord, Help me today to seek after things above, to search out those things that you want for me in my life to serve you. And then Colossians 3, 2 says, set your affection. So I'm assuming you see the, the second word there, set your affection on things above, not on things of the earth. So what does that mean? Well, I love to talk to people. When I talk to people, as I talk, I usually will find the thing that makes them come to life. If you want to talk about, let's say, to a child, you want to see a child come to life, talk about ice cream, right? You want to see a teenage boy come to life, talk about dating, right? You want to see an outdoorsman come to life, talk about the last fish they caught. Uh, you know what I'm saying? You want to see a grandparent come to life, talk about the grandkids. What makes you come to life? What conversation will you have with someone that just really energizes you? And the Apostle Paul wrote to the Philippians, he said, for me to live is Christ. What really made the Apostle Paul alive? Talk about the Lord. Talk about the things of God. Talk about heaven. Talk about Sharing the gospel, talk about missions. What brings you to life? Now, not to say that those other things are wrong, certainly not. This is part of life. But the thing we're to be seeking, searching after, to set our affections upon are those things that are above, those things that are not on the earth. So, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Now, I believe Paul here is talking to the Philippians about the fact that. If he were to die, it would actually be a wonderful thing because he would be with the Lord, but now while he's alive, he's serving the Lord. For me to live is Christ. That's what excited him. You say, well, yeah, he was an apostle. Uh, he was a, a, a preacher. He was a pastor. Of course the Lord excited him. No, this is not just to be for pastors. This excitement is supposed to be for all of us that know Jesus Christ. Talking about him should bring us to life. For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Now let's talk about death 
uh, back in Colossians 3.3, this is a truth. If you're risen with Christ, if you're saved, if you've identified in his death, burial, and resurrection, you've put your trust in him, you're risen with Christ, but that also means that you're dead in your old nature. Your old nature, not to say that it doesn't exist anymore, for it certainly does, but it doesn't have power anymore. You don't have to obey your sin nature anymore once you've been risen with Christ. Ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. I don't know about you, but I don't like cemeteries. I, I certainly would never live in a cemetery. No one lives in cemeteries, although it seems like they're getting more and more popular. Have you noticed that? There's fences around all the cemeteries. People are dying to get in there. <laughs> now listen, that's the oldest one. I never ever tell jokes that have been told a thousand times, but I'm finding that when I do, you laugh. I, I tell you a joke that's brand new or I make up and you don't laugh. You hear about that uh, poor uh, grave digger? He got fired. He put the body in the wrong hole. He made a grave mistake. <laughs> you don't have to boo. You don't have to laugh, but you don't have to boo. <laughs> wow. A tough crowd. <laughs> because of the resurrection, listen, your life is hid with Christ. Okay, so... The word I want you to write down on that one is safe, okay? Safe. Your life, for you're dead, your life is hid with Christ in God. You don't have to live in a cemetery. Christian, you're, you're saved and you're hid with Christ in God. I'm gonna talk about, at the end of my message, if I forget, yell out to, to remind me. No, don't do that. Because I know you will. I'm gonna talk about a wildfire that was racing toward a wagon train as people were settling the West and, and talk about how safe we are in Christ. Well, that's a cliffhanger, isn't it? We'll talk about the wildfire tomorrow on our Thursday broadcast here on In Grace. Don't forget, tonight we're going to be broadcasting our In Grace television program from the Garden Tomb. That's on TBN tonight, this evening, and we would love for you to watch that or anytime on YouTube or Roku. Just search for in grace. And we also take trips to Israel. And you can come with us in February of next year. We would love for you to travel with In Grace. It is one of the most incredible experiences, and you get to support Israel and the Jewish people. So check out our In Grace Israel trip when you go to ingraceradio.com. Click on travel. And while you're there, look at our In Grace Alaska cruise with a creation speaker, majesty music. I'll be speaking in the evenings in a room on the ship. It's a seven-day cruise, and we would love for you to come with us on either or both of our tours. You can go to ingraceradio.com, click on travel, or call us at 1-800-78-GRACE. Now, We've got a really, really, really great video series that I want you to get. When you make a gift of any amount to Ingrace, I'm going to thank you by sending you this most popular, awesome video series I think that we've ever produced, The Quest to Rebuild the Jewish Temple. Now, you might have heard it on the radio. You might have seen some of it on YouTube, but you've only seen half at the most. You've got to see this entire series, and you can only get it from us here at Ingrace. The Quest to Rebuild the Jewish Temple, a three-part video series 
series on DVD or digital download, and it's yours for a gift of any amount to Ingrace. Your, your gift also will be used carefully and wisely for more people to hear the gospel, and you get this great video. Now, if your gift is $35 or more, we're going to send you our popular eight-part prophecy video series filmed in Israel with some really great Bible teachers on that and our Armageddon's Dawn prophecy chart. You're going to want to get all of these videos because all of these things will get you more and more excited about the return of our Savior, Jesus Christ. As a thank you for your gift of any amount, Jim Scudder will send you the quest to rebuild the Jewish temple when your gift is $35 or more. He will also send you his eight-part video series, Armageddon's Dawn, and a beautiful end times prophecy chart. Order the quest to rebuild the Jewish temple by calling 800-78-GRACE. Go to our secure website, ingraceradio.com, or write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Thank you for joining us on InGrace Radio with Jim Scudder, Jr. InGrace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on InGrace Radio.